Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. We're still alive. We're here. A lot of people thought we kind of fell off. In fact, I had a message the other day from guys like, you and Nick okay? Like, maybe thought we had a falling out or something. No, we're still good. We're here. We're here. (laughs) I tell you what, this has been one of the busiest summers I've ever had. I mean, it really has. I have. I miss COVID. I know. (laughs) From that standpoint, a little bit I do, actually. I mean, I have hit the ground running, and it has been nonstop something here or there every single day. Yeah. But, yeah, God, since the last, I think May 5th was the last one. I mean, hell, we've had submarines imploding. We've had yeah, all kinds of we've shit. we've had all kinds I mean, of stuff. It's crazy. We've just been letting you guys fester a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Build, build suspense that way. That's right. If you was a billionaire, would you get on a submarine and go see the Titanic? I don't think I would. Not one made out of paper mache and popcorn. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> no, if I'm on one, it's going to be. It's going to be a nuclear sub by the U.S. Navy. Yeah. I'm going to, well, I'm going to have, uh, oh, the famous actor. McConaughey? No. Uh, well, he's not a bad leader, but uh, oh, the hunt for Red October. Oh, yeah. Sean Connery's going to oh, lead me in mine. I just watched U571 uh, <laughs> night before last. Hadn't That's seen good it. Movie. Yep. Good movie. Which, I don't know how deep subs can go, because you know, it kind of brings us to light when the but submarine implodes. A little deeper than they thought. Yeah, but <laughs> on U571, now granted, this was World War II, mm-hmm. but you know, like 200 meters, you know, 600 feet was yeah. like the absolute yeah. farthest you're going to go, you know, and yeah. I, I don't know what a a sub can go nowadays. I mean, like a U.S. All the way to the bottom from what I've seen. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> wow. God. I, I knew the day they lost communications. I said it from day one. I said yeah. that fucker imploded. Yeah. I will guarantee yeah. it. Well, then you got like the guy that runs the competing business. Like I've been telling that guy for, for months now that that thing ain't going to make it, you know. And, of course, there's yeah. all kinds of conspiracy theories and this, that, and the other. And uh, some of it's probably true and whatever. And I, you know, whatever. I don't care. I, I don't think it was some conspiracy to distract everybody and there was actually no sub and not be I, I don't think that. I mean, I think you could find a story better than that to come up with. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I Just when I think I've heard it all, they never cease to amaze me. But, I mean, the Titanic intrigues me, but or the Olympic, whichever one's saying. Yeah. But uh, not enough to... Go down and look at it. No. Especially when you've got, what, one window at the front of the ship? Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And that literally, like a third grade art class made, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You're not putting me in this son of a bitch and bolting it shut and no. everything. Yeah. A little known fact. Did you realize that the one thing they did learn from that voyage was the swimming pool on the Titanic is still full? Is it really? No to kidding. This day, yeah. Still full. Still holding water. I'll be dang. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. Little little known fact. Ain't had to replace a liner or nope. nothing. All good. Huh. All good. I'll be damn. Yep. All good to go. Yep. What else have we done? Took a bloodbath in the grain markets. I yeah. rode corn from five eighty five to six eighty five three times and swore I'm not doing it the next time. Yeah. And here we are yeah. back at five bucks. Yep. So. Here I am. Yep. Killing it. Yep. Yeah. Knocking it out of the park. Follow us for more poor grain marketing advice. Yeah. You Which know. I mean basically we're gonna tell you what all the the guys that you're going to pay to do, you, I mean, they, they always have to throw out the disclaimer, you know, well, we think, you know, December corn's really going to take off, but, but yeah, if it don't, then it don't. Well, no and shit. My thing on that always is Tony. If those guys were that good, they sure as hell wouldn't be telling me and you, and they wouldn't be working. That's kind of the way I so. see it. I, I really think in farming, you can actually, and this sounds crazy. I think you can actually get too much information because then you don't know which way to go. Yeah. I mean, I really do. Yeah. I think you got to find somebody trusted, and kind of follow their slant a little yeah. bit and not try to follow five different people. I got two different services that I listen to, and it's not uncommon for them to give opposite advice. Yeah. And then I do nothing, and I watch it right back down to $5. Yeah. Well, at least I'm not alone. That's all. No, that was my no, main you're concern. Not alone. Not alone. Yep. I, I'm, and I'm not pissed at the markets. I'm pissed at myself. Yeah. 
I mean, I see that on that grain market discussion page on Facebook every day. And I mean, it's just yeah. like, it's it's typical. On a good year, it's who's got the best crops. On a bad year, it's a contest of who's got the worst. I mean, they're yeah, just absolutely. grabbing at straws to, to do yeah. anything they can to, to beat yeah. this thing down. But No doubt. I don't know. It'll be what it'll be. We'll try to move past it and move on. But like I said, if I was good at it, I wouldn't farm. I'd just trade paper. Exactly. So, Yeah, not much you can do about it at this point. It yeah. is what it is. The well, good news is I bought my inputs high. It looks like I'll sell my grain low. So I yeah. got that going for me. Yeah, same here. Yep. Yeah, that should yep. be good. Exactly. But I tell you, this is the closest to the edge of the cliff that we've probably been since 2012. I mean, this corn at my house, it's perked up. I've had basically five inches of rain in, what's it been, 10 days or whatever started mm-hmm. rain, maybe 12 days, whatever it is. But I, I wasn't being dramatic on TikTok or whatever. No, I mean, that, that shit was, it was looking rough. Pineapple. It, it was. And it was I mean, rough. when corn is tasseled with today's hybrids, now I know they're breeding short corn this yeah. now, but I didn't buy any short corn. Yeah. But when it's chest high, nose high, and tasseling, yeah. that does not equate to big yields where I farm. I get people don't want their corn to blow over, but I'm the short corn thing doesn't intrigue me at all. I'm looking for the ears to be head high. I hate running the corn head low. Well, that that's how mine's going to be wall. out here now by the time yeah. them ears drop this fall. Yeah. I'm going to take the stalk stompers off just so they're not yeah. holding the head up off the ground. Exactly. I, mean, I, I hate short corn. Well, and down here, you know, you want it to canopy for weed pressure and yeah. to conserve moisture. I'm just, I'm not in that camp either. I mean. Yeah, I'm not a short corn guy. I mean, they'll, they'll probably prove me wrong on it, but. They may. I've got plenty of short corns next to the woods. Yeah, exactly. It's always, it's always short corn. I yeah. don't enjoy it. Been raising it for years, and it don't yield very <laughs> yeah, well either. No doubt. No doubt. You're not paying me any extra for it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. how would a guy even begin to put fungicide on this year? It's it's so uneven yeah. tasseled, which was that kind of brings me back to another point that we've covered on TikTok is, and I, I mean, I'm hearing this from everybody. I mean, this ain't me. I mean, it's like the entire Midwest, you know, oh, it's uneven, yeah. this and that. I'm like, yeah, but 99% of you guys run all this precision shit that's supposed to equate to high, I mean, yeah. what are we doing here? Looks like yours is going to be yeah. in the same boat as mine, so. Well, they say, Tony, never let your corn have a bad day. Well, mine had like 45 of them. Yeah, in a row. So, yeah, in a row. <laughs> yeah, so probably up a sheet creek without a paddle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what sucks is it was one thing in 2012. I mean, total train wreck, we all knew it. But you watch the market go up every day, so it's like, yeah. well, you know, we can live with this. That's fine. But and our corn in 2012 was still okay at this point. Like ours was right. looking good. You get south of here a few miles, and it did not. But at this point in the year, it was right about this coming weekend, I think, or whatever. I we went to Fairfield, Illinois, to a tractor pull, and our corn still looked good. We just had some top dressed with urea. It was looking good. We were dry, but not critical yet. Like not crisis lockdown. Went down to that pull. I told Dad, I said, if you fired a combine up south of Effingham. And shelled your way to Fairfield. You wouldn't have got a green cart low by the time you got there. Yeah. And then the next two weeks, ours just went to crap. And Yeah, see, by we miserable. we started planting in March that year, which is unheard of. By this time in 12, ours was toast because we started shelling corn the last week of July that year, which was absolutely unheard of. Mm-hmm. We picked 120 acres. I made 130 bushel, which should have made 230 bushel on the ground yeah. it was on. So we picked that. And we said, fuck it, went to Yellowstone for 10 days yeah. and come back and pick the rest. And it was a disaster. It was it was rough. I, I remember the insurance crew come out, and they went through my fields. I thought they I thought they died out there. I, yeah. I was taking them water, like, trying to find them, like, because it was just, the day they showed up was just miserable hot. Yep. And uh, checked on them a couple of times. No, no, we're just checking this thoroughly. Okay. They come back, you're at zero. I'm like, Really, it took you like six hours to come up with zeros? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's got to be something around the edge. And they finally told me, Nick, we shelled more corn by hand than you're going to get with the combine. Yeah. And it turns out they were right. Yep. We had a patch over west of here. We don't even farm anymore. It was rough enough ground that we gave it up. I mean, it, this ground yeah. was terrible. 45 acres and four or five fields brush around all. I mean, just yeah. horrible ground. And there was a 20-acre field on that. And I'd been in the combine for I don't know how long. And Kevin called me and he said, well, what did that north field make? I said, I made five bushel. And I, I forget there was something about, you know, he he, he understood his five bushel of the acre. I'm like, no, the whole field made five bushel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I'm like, well, I'll go out. They, they told me they, they're like, just work it under. I'm like, no, I'm going to shell it. They're like, no, don't waste the fuel. I'm like, no, I'm going to shell it. I went around the field edge because I'm like, the outside looked like almost okay. I'm like, huh? Turns out they're right. There is jack and shit out here. Like, yep. I, I, I shelled for an hour and a half and it wasn't to the window yet. It's like, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go get tillage equipment and work yep. this down. Like, yep. We shelled every acre of ours that year just for the fact we didn't want volunteer corn. You know what yeah. I mean? Because. Like I say, you might hit a spot that you might have got 10 bushel, but yeah. then it was back to Z. You know, it's like, we're not going to fight that. And, you know, hell, yeah. there's guys burning tractors down because all the corn shucks getting yeah, stuck in. Yeah, I damn near had that happen. So yeah, we if just. my daughter hadn't rode with me the day before, I would have burned it down. Yeah. She'd brought a towel to lay on on the floorboard, and I beat the fire out with that, or I'd have lost the tractor. Really? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we just went ahead and combined all of ours. I mean, hell, you just you just drove seven yeah. miles or however fast you'd go in second gear. Yeah, know? just cruise on. Yeah. yeah. I know the next year, because a few farms we got, we no-till beans on. Sure, no-tilled nice, because there wasn't no trash. No. <laughs> no. Well, you could put them right in. A buddy of mine told me in 13, the fall of 13, he's like, you know, last year we didn't have a crop. Got paid pretty good. Everybody's mad. He's like, this year we got a hell of a crop. Not making any money. You know, markets are down, this, that, and the other. He's like, everybody's just tickled shitless. Because we got a great crop, no money. And last year we had money and no crop. Everybody's mad. Yep. I'm like, you know, you got a good point there. Yep. I just hate when you hit the middle of the road, and I'm not trying to yeah. sound like an insurance farmer because I'm not. I haven't had a claim since 2012. Yeah. But you, you don't want to, you know, 130 bushel corn doesn't do me much good. It's mm-hmm. either I need more than that or, or way less than, than that. that. Yeah, and I hear you. So the only saving grace to 12 was our beans were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they, they were. They weren't a bin buster, yep. but they were. We caught a hurricane in August and yeah. got six inches of rain or whatever it was. Yeah, and, and they, they turned out okay. Yep. We, had we, a lot got, we didn't get the hopper bottoms or the auger cart or anything out for corn. Yeah. We had to get it out for beans. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think we had a lot of beans that year in the 50 to 55. For what, for what they went through was great. Was, yeah. So. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. yeah. But no, that I, I would take a flood over a drought any day of the week. Drought's so frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. The part that I hate is like here when it was getting so dry is you're watching the radar, man, there's a rain coming, rain coming, and yeah. either splits you or the guys to the north of you get it, yeah. and they've already had two inches anyway. Yeah. That's the frustrating part. Yeah, nothing you can do about it, nope. but is what it is. Yeah. But what? I guess the flip side, I wouldn't want to fight irrigation either. I mean, it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know irrigation pays, but that comes at a price. I mean. Yeah, well, here it wouldn't last very long because we don't have enough water for it, so you could turn it on for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what else been going on for you this summer? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, talk to the builders. Should be starting to shed. See, today, what is today? God, I didn't even flip the calendar. I'm still on the May calendar down here. So today's like, what, the 7th of July, 8th, something like that? 10th, I think. 11th. 11th Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, it's getting with. So, yeah, builders should be here. Talk to them Thursday. Should be, they said, 10, 12 days then. So hopefully next week I got a new shop going up. We'll see. Sweet. So. Be good time. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
But no, it's been it's been a busy summer. But yeah, I don't know. Tony and I are trying to single handedly bring sport quads back. Oh yeah, yeah. Got the boys some some sport quads. Maybe acquired a couple for ourselves so we can yep. go as a group and with another buddy of ours. Whatnot. He's been on here before, Brock, and and uh, yeah, we've been having a good time with that here yeah. and there. So yeah, three hundred EX is still just as fun today as it was was, was when they were twenty new. years ago. Yeah, they're coincidentally they're higher now than they were yeah, yeah. new. But yep. uh, I'm going to give everybody thanks, out there Jeff. a piece of advice. I don't care what you got for a four wheeler. You know, maybe you got an old big red three wheeler, whatever. But instead of getting rid of it, trading it off, whatever, just back it in the corner. Yeah. And sit on it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a truck. Yeah. I don't care if, yeah. if, it, if it means a little bit of something to you. And it was kind of cool when you when you got it originally yeah. ten years ago, twenty years ago, five years ago. Just keep it because it'll if, be cool again at some point in time. If you look at the the three hundred EXs that we got, which I mean they're nothing fancy at all, yeah. just your standard three hundred EXs. But if you look at today versus everything going electric, yeah. and the fact that nobody really wants a four, everybody's going side yeah. by sides now. Yeah. It's like when we're done with this, I'm gonna back mine yeah. the shed and just let it get covered yeah. in cobwebs and Yeah. Exactly. In twenty years, you may want to get it back out. My two fifty R that I sold for a little bit of nothing just to get it the hell out of my way. Near as I can tell is worth a lot of money right now. Yeah. Which and those that, were cool quotes. In that same condition. I should have kept it. And that's what I was thinking about the scout. Like I haven't got around to doing much with it in twenty years owning it. But by the same token, they're and they're high now. I yeah. should sell it. But I'm too dumb to do it, and I'm going to write it out, and eventually I'll do some of them maybe. But yeah, because I can't go find another one just that easy. So. Well, that's just it. I mean, and that stuff's got to get more scarce. Oh, every day, every day, you know? I mean, every day. Yeah, we've talked in the past. Look at a '79 Ford truck. You know, 20 yeah. years ago, them things were everywhere. You didn't even think about it. It's yeah. like if you wanted one, okay, fine. Buy one. Two weeks, yeah. we'll go buy one. But go find one now mm-hmm. that's even for sale, let alone in that ain't rusted with trees growing up through it. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, yeah, yeah. I think cash for clunkers done exactly what it was designed to do because it took a shitload of them things off the yeah, road. Yeah, got good stuff boxed up and crushed and sent to China. Yeah, we bought it back in trinkets. Thanks. Somebody was telling me over the weekend. I don't remember if it was down at the tractor pool or where that was, or maybe you and I talked about it. I didn't realize like tractors now in the state of California or that way. Like you got a forty six forty John Deere. I think it's that way. Yeah. They got to cut a hole in the block. I mean, I I have heard that. I haven't seen it for sure, but yeah, I think it's moving that way rapidly. Because somebody told me, and I can't think of who that was. They were buying Cat Challenger tractors cheap, but they had a hole in the block, and this guy was repairing the blocks on them and moving them east, you know. And <clears throat> so I don't know. More stupidity. Yep. Get rid of good stuff so we can spend the money on something else. Makes no sense to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But now we've had a good time with the with the four wheeling thing there a little bit. I'm not as young as I used to be. We're no, still, it's it's a little bit more of a workout. Yeah. Than what? It, what yeah, I, I didn't hurt as bad the next day as I thought I would, but you know, comes at a price, I guess. Yeah, I I never was even when I was younger into the big long steep hills where you could flip and roll all the way back no, down. Oh, I used to and do I'm, all the dumb shit. <laughs> I'm damn sure not into that at this age. No, I'm, I'm, I was into all the dumb shit back in the day. I I didn't have as much no fear as my brother and his buddies, but to go with them, you had to climb the same shit. So I would do it here in the, well, quite a bit actually. But yeah, I know what you're saying now. Now I really can't afford to get hurt. But yeah. so I try to monitor it a little bit, but. I'm probably not very good at it still. 
And I guess it's one thing, too, if you're out in Missouri on a coal mine where it's chat and a, yeah. little, a little bit softer, but like where we ride now, it's like it's tree roots and hard clay. Yeah. It's going to hurt from I never. I never rolled a four-wheeler out there in Missouri on that chat shit. Like, yep. y- you would have had to work at flipping one over out there. Yeah. We would race up those things. There was drag race lanes up and down every hill. There was two lanes wide on every every one of them, and we did that for hours. Which I've never been there, but I suppose was most of that stuff soft enough that it, it would just spin down versus yeah, roll. Yeah, spin down. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, now uh, that I I could get on board. We never had any trouble with that. Like, I don't know. The only guys I ever knew that rolled a four-wheeler on that, like, spun out partway down, turned it sideways, and then lost control of it and it rolled down. Nobody yeah. ever flipped one over backwards. Yeah. Ever. Um, but here, yeah, you can do that pretty easy. But yeah. Had a blast out there, though. Gosh. There again, didn't realize how much fun we were having. I mean, I was having a great time at the time, but I would kill to do it again. You yeah. Know? Of course, back then, like I said, we're all on 250Rs, and they, they ride a little different than these torquey four-strokes. Right. You know, you couldn't lug anything up a hill. You just had to hit it and quit it and yeah. let it eat. But Which I'll give it this. You know, my boys had a four-wheeler for, I don't know, three, four years. You know, a utility, whatever. And, and he was always pretty decent about being outside. I mean – yeah, I mean, it's always easy to sit here and think, well, he wasn't outside as much as I was. Yeah. Again, but, you know, I'm not saying he was or wasn't. I, I don't yeah. know. But I will say with this now, it's like he's outside <laughs> yeah. 100% of the time. So yeah. it, it has got him outside to, to yeah. do something. And, and it's that. taught him how to work on stuff. And, yeah. you know, it's because uh, I, I kind of let him do his own wrench and I'll kind of guide him a little bit. But I, yeah. to me, that's part of the process. That's you know, part learn, of the process. Learn how to do it yourself and. You want to ride and the chain's loose, you better figure out how to tighten it. It's yep. going to come off. You yep. know? Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how we learned. Yeah, know. exactly. Yep. Yeah, he probably knows more about a 300EX now than most kids yeah. his age know about any of their other four-wheelers that they got. He, yeah. I mean, we were riding back in the day, like, I mean, if it was a major deal and dad was around and available, he'd help you with it. But other than that, you were on your own. Like, yeah. You didn't nitpick him for every little thing, you no, know. No, we just, just made it work and went on and. And did it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, though, once you start looking for something. You know, like a Honda 300X, very popular four-wheeler. It's amazing, like, when you go to Facebook Marketplace, how many of them are actually out there. I mean, like, I hadn't never paid no attention to that until we kind of got interested in looking, which I hadn't even gave it a thought until you bought yours. Well, I would be super curious how many of those they sold. Oh, shit, it had to be a bunch. Yeah. I mean, every day on Facebook Marketplace here locally, there's three more that weren't there yesterday. First snap-on tool I ever bought was to work on my 250X. I bought a screwdriver to take the airbox off. Is that right? Which was dumb because I never did lose it. Well, I, I can't say that. I don't have it now. I don't know where it's at now. So I guess I have lost it. <laughs> yeah. But I think I just threw it in the airbox back then. So yeah. I always had one in there popping right. off. But uh, it was the first one I ever <laughs> bought. Yeah. Yep. God, I see some of these guys on Facebook with these collections. Oh, Them yeah. old Hondas. Yeah. That makes me salivate yeah pretty cool the old three-wheelers boy that you that, know all those <coughs> things are super dangerous i never did really hurt on a three-wheeler like we i did a lot of dumb shit on a three-wheeler i never got hurt right well i can't say that my brother ran me into a tree but that's because I, I was riding with him so if i that would have happened had we been on a six-wheeler or a four-wheeler an eight-wheeler like that's just piss poor driving on his part. I think not, the danger you know. would be going from a four wheeler to a three wheeler. If you were on a three wheeler and didn't know any better, that's the only yeah. ATV I've ever had. Yeah, you're probably a little better. And then when you get to a four wheeler, it's like, well, hell, this thing's sweet. But if you went from a four wheeler back to a yeah, three wheeler, probably right. That three wheelers in the mud in a river, though, like 
three-year-old eat a lot of mud, and they'll go. And you can just float them across the river. We had those two hundred Hondas, woolly burgers on them, you know, yeah. or whatever. You just float across the creek with them. Like yeah. they're like, oh, that's too deep to cross. Hold on a second. I'll just dive out in there, jump off, swim next to it, run the throttle, and float it across. Crawl up the bank and go on. Yeah. We can cross that no problem. You're not going to do that on a four-wheeler. No. Nope. <laughs> that will become a submarine yeah. at that point in time. Exactly. Those big balloon tires did have some advantages there, yeah. Yeah. I love that 200X. I'll own another one of those before I'm dead and gone. Hopefully. If I live long enough, I'll have another one of those. I love that three-wheeler. Yeah. I tell you, back in the day, there was a lot of three-wheelers around here. Mm-hmm. Which what, How long did they make three-wheelers? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a very long stint was it i mean i'm gonna say 82 to 86 roughly yeah i was gonna say like, yeah. it might have been a little earlier than 82 yeah it was less ours than was 10 a, years i'm pretty ours sure. was in 83 because you know my wife was like well you can't put our kids on those i'm like i don't know ours was new in 83 i was born in 79 so i wrote it when i was four i don't know i think i'm fine <laughs> yeah. i think they're doing it they're, they're, i think they're okay yeah you know it's not that big a deal dad when i first when he first got it i had a first rear first gear only rule we only got to wrap it out a few times in first year. Joey's like, you can go to second. Because uh-huh. our yard was big for in town, but not super big. So, yeah, and then I could go to second for the longest time or whatever. Couldn't ride your business hours, blah, blah, blah. But I put a bajillion miles on that thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's back when all the gears were down, yeah. you know, on three-wheeler. Centrifugal clutch. You learn how to hold it and then pop it. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never did have much trouble with that thing, though. Rude the crap. They, I tell you, they were pretty durable. They, were they really were. Yeah. And shoot, back then when we were kids, I th- I think, I mean, you was looking at Honda and Yamaha was, well, I guess Kawasaki might have made one, but I mean, yeah, you, know, you, did, you didn't have your Can Ams and your Pullet. You, know, you didn't yeah. have nine other companies. It was. No, most of them were Hondas. Yeah. I had a cousin that had a Yamaha, and that's about the one of the only I'd ever. I remember yeah. it was cool because it actually had reverse on his, yeah. you know. You had to I, get a big red. Yeah. Yeah. There's still yeah. a few big reds floating around there, that some yeah. old men got. That yeah. My brother had a 250SX, which was probably the best utility three-wheeler ever was around. Yeah. Like, that thing was pretty powerful. It was better than a big red. It eats the shit out of my 250X up a hill. Really? That 250X I had was an 87 model. It was the biggest dog piece of shit I ever owned. Like, it never caused me any trouble. Sure. But it was too short coupled. And it, for some reason, it wouldn't wind up. Like, the rev limiter was set super low on it. A 250SX would eat that thing. We bought it on our way to Missouri. We made the deal on it a couple days before that. Picked it up on a Sunday morning on our way out to Missouri. So it didn't pan out like I was I was going to set the trailer the rest of the day. And it was, you know, it was good to go. But it was a dog. Huh. The track we had behind our one shed, about every four laps. And it wouldn't pull fifth. It didn't have enough power to pull fifth around that flat track. Fourth gear. About four laps to blow the tire off the beat every time, roll you off into the brush. That was handy. <laughs> Short couple piece of shit. My brother would get right next to me at that 250R and just fan the throttle and drive off. Oh, it used to infuriate me. <laughs> just make me so mad. That thing was, it just wasn't made for a guy my size. The cool thing about the 80s, though, they had a lot of neat paint schemes on their, yeah, their 18. Yeah, they up all the time. Yeah, you know, you know red, white, and blue, and just oh, different, yeah. you know. When you got yeah. the 300 EXs, America. yeah, it's like you could get the red one, uh, red with a little bit of black, or yeah. a yellow one, you know. Yeah. yeah. Back then, they switched up all the time, and it was usually a different version of red, white, and blue. Yeah. Like, Hondas yep. were always red, white, and blue, or yep. for the most part. I'd like to have a 350X, but I don't know if I'm man enough to start one now. 
Yeah. You had to get a run at that. Yeah. I kind of like pushing the button. I crossed into the dark side this time on a Suzuki, which is really tough for me to say. When you bought a Suzuki, that was equivalent to you buying a John Deere. I'm it, like, it I, was. I could like, not I, believe it. I was getting ready to walk away. I was I was literally getting ready to walk away in the truck, and my buddy's like, no, no, no. He, well, you know, this, this, and this is wrong with it, but we'll give you that for it. And I'm walking away. He's like, well, you will. You will, won't you? I'm like, well, you kind of really told the guy I will. So, yeah, I mean, I give that for it. And he didn't steer me wrong. I like it now. Yeah, so that's yeah. a Suzuki four Z four hundred Z four hundred fuel injected. Fuel right? in, my, yeah, it's new enough to be fuel injected. Yeah, I, I do like it. It doesn't set like a Honda, and I, it's taken me a lot to get used to that. Like, but it, it, it's got plenty of torque. He's right; it's got more torque than the Honda. Probably, I haven't ridden a four hundred EX in two decades, probably. Yeah, so it's hard for me to draw a comparison, but. It, it does run good and all that. I got no problem with that. And there's a few things about it other than than that that I like on a working on it standpoint. But I'm not a Suzuki guy. I'm a Honda. I know guy. it's. I'm still going to own another Honda. Yeah. I, if when I find the right 400DX or a, the 250R that I want, I will own another one of those. If not both. Yeah. My goal is to have all three. Yep. So, which what you done good on that 300DX you did. bought? I mean, that I, thing was, and you know me, I don't like to get rid of shit. So does. Right. It will stay because it's mine now, but I will own a 400DX, and I will damn sure own a 250R. Yeah. I will own another 250R even if I never ride it. Even if I just ride around the yard just enough to tear the shit out of my grass, I will own exactly. a 250R again. <laughs> just, to, just to prove to my kids that I am that dumb. Uh-huh. Yeah. Somebody had one the other night, one of them Facebook vintage ATVs or whatever. They had a 250R there. They just had it set there idling, you mm-hmm. know. Like, man, listen to this, boys. You just can't beat that sound. Did you ever have much trouble with them being too strong? I mean, of course, you probably rode yours hard enough. I mean. My brother and I had identical ones. Both 86s. Both bought them from the same guy. Like two or three years apart, ironically enough. Um, Still remember the guy's name. I'm not going to throw it out there because I don't want to cause him any grief. But um, my brother never had a nickel's worth of trouble with his. I burnt mine down twice. Really? If you took mine out in sixth gear on the road and wound it out, it burned down every time. No kid. Well, at least the two times I did it. Well, yeah. I never tried it the third time. <laughs> yeah. After I had it fixed, <laughs> the third time, I never did wind it out again. But if you tried to air it out on in sixth gear, that thing would burn down. The ironic part was that so you could take it to Missouri and do that, and it would never do that. And that would lead you to believe that it needed rejetted. I had it rejetted. I had a the four, local four-wheeler guy rejet it once. I took the carburetor off my brother's four-wheeler and put on it for a while, and it would... It just his would never cause any trouble. Mine would. Is that right? I smoked a piston in it once. Didn't re- didn't require much work. The next time it needed board and shit, and, and uh, I never burnt down after that. But I'm sure I could have if I'd taken it out there. Yeah. Like, which I mine, guess I forgot there were six gears until you yeah. said that. And mine had a little bit bigger carb on it than than stock. Mine had a 36 millimeter instead of 34. Hmm. And it, you take it to Missouri, and I could be the fastest one up the hill. That thing was ran great. You bring it back here, I could burn it down every time. No kidding. But, uh, that's the only trouble I really had with it. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I guess it's big enough trouble. But, but uh, Did it run when you got rid of it, or was it in pieces? No, it ran. Did it it ran I, I had it overhauled, and it ran good, and, and I didn't. Uh, I never took it out and aired it out again because I didn't want to burn it down. I Honestly, I think what happened to it, I think there was something wrong in the stator. I think it burnt something out in that because I'm trying to think what happened. If I broke the headlight or what. But I had put a tractor headlight on it at some point in time, which, you know, I'm, at this point, I'm 16. You know, I'm dumb. 
and I'd put a different headlight on it because it just bolted right into that same cage. And I think that burnt something out in this tater. Okay. And I had replaced half of it, but not the other half. And I still in my heart of hearts think that's what caused it. Is that right? That's my guess. I don't know that for sure, but just looking back 25 years removed, if I had to do over again, I'd have went to Honda and bought that. But it's your classic deal, right? Like, Dad wasn't going to drive me to Honda to get the shit. Yeah. There was no Amazon. Right. We had a stack of halogen tractor lights, bolt right on, plug it in, wire yourself, good to go. Well, you don't think you about know? a light causing trouble like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's the only thing I could ever come up with. That may not have been it, but that's what I blame it on. That's huh. my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. But... I need to throw something out on TikTok looking for a nice 250R. Not going to yeah. give no 12 grand for it no. like some of these guys want. But I but would take a 250R. I'll take any year, but I would prefer an 86. I tell you, I've been seeing them 88s, the ones with the red with the white lettering. I, lo- I love an 88. I would take an 88 in a heartbeat. I had an 86. So my preference is 86, 88, 89, 87. Yeah. Not much difference between them. Some 87s you see, they advertise in their blue, and they really should be red, I think. The seat and the center console should be red. Mine was blue. My 86 was blue. 88's the prettiest one in my mind, but I would take any of them at this point. I don't give a shit which one it is. I just want to walk out there, fire it up, and listen to it and go, wing, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, you can't ride that with a gas mix. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Nope, can't ride it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. No, uh, we had a bajillion out. We had a lifetime worth of fun on those in a couple, few years, and they were through there, they're like... Well, that's kind of the way I looked at it with my kid because the, that whole deal was funny. Like, I don't know when this all started. I'm going to say a month ago when he got this. Yeah. I don't remember when it was. But, like, three weeks prior to that, he asked me. He's like, would you care if I got rid of my utility four-wheeler and got a dirt bike? I'm like, that's a solid no. I mean, just immediately. I'm like, no, you're not getting a dirt bike. I was actually in the process of trying to buy my son a dirt bike, even though there's no way in hell he could have rode it. Like, because right. he hadn't been around a manual clutch. I'm like, this is going to go terrible, but he'll figure it out after he falls over a few times. Sure. Yep. So then it went on for maybe a week or so. And then he asked about getting, you know, he called it a racing four-wheeler, you know, 300X or whatever. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I'm like, you're, you know, you're 14. You're, you're going to be 16 here for long. Yeah. You got to save your money, this and that. And I just kind of put it off that way. Well, you know, it'll kind of go away. And then... Your daughter texts him the picture of the 300X that you got. <laughs> well, then, we, we made the mistake of telling one of our classmates, and he still had his Z400 from back in the day, and he was on it like Donkey Kong. Yeah. He, he found me a four-wheeler. I was out with for supper with my family that night. He's like, he sent me the link. He's like, if you don't buy this, I'm going to, and I have no reason to own it. I called the guy or messaged him, can I call you? And he, he messaged me back, and I called him. I bought it over the phone, I'm like, yeah, I'll be down tomorrow night to get it. Because by then, it was already like 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'll be down tomorrow to get it. And it's nice. So then, like I said, my daughter sent that to your son. Then it just escalated from the, the there. The next day, he got his. Yeah. I don't know, four or five days later, I got mine. Yeah. And then you and got then, yours. And then a week after that, your brother got one. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've got 90s and yeah. got yeah. kids. Right. We, got, yeah. we got people everywhere riding them. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't regret it. I've had more fun. Oh, I've had a blast. It's, I built the jump tonight. I mowed the... Yep. I clipped a little bit of the pasture that was still tall because those stupid horses won't eat it when it gets tall. And I got a pile of lime out there that was there when I bought the place. And I just always kind of, that's where I just dumped the lime because whatever, yep. that's where it was. So I dump it. I'm like, yeah, rake this into a pile, make this into a jump. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Put the horses in the other yep. pasture. We can utilize this later on. Yep. So, yeah. the, so the backstory on this for the listeners. So Brock, our buddy that set all this up, you know, started finding the four-wheelers. The land that his mom and dad owned that we rode on religiously when we were kids, there's yeah. 
30 acres of woods there and yeah. got trails all through it and creeks. I mean, it's an yeah. awesome place to ride. So that's where we all grew up riding. Well, my brother lives there now. Uh, yeah. So we've still got full access to all of it. Yeah. So and now so, we're annoying his wife. Yeah. And then now, <laughs> conveniently, he's got a brother that's got a bulldozer that's going to bring it down. Yeah. And we're going to even yeah. revamp this stuff a little yeah. bit more. We're, we're so, going to take it to another level. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, we didn't lose our good riding ground. And, and yeah. it's actually, it, it really is great for, well, it, it's a good mix of for kids that are our age or yeah. our kids age and then for us because it's not hard right i mean you got creek crossing this stuff but but yeah what's what have to go through them there's they, they can take the easy trails if they want yeah to. and i mean what's the the tallest creek crossing there four foot i yeah, mean it's not, it might it's be not. straight up yeah you got a gun and you might you there's a chance you might flip it, it over flip, backwards if it flips over and fall, it's not going to kill you no you're going to land in fun. sand and you're going to hurt and, your pride and you're going to you're going to laugh about it later yeah I mean, in fact, I, I flipped mine over there the second day or so, caught yeah. a tree. You know, and it the was, slowest flip yeah. over I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Like I started to get off, I couldn't get there quick enough, and it just teetered over. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's good from that aspect. You know, if you're not being a complete moron, you shouldn't really get hurt. We all wear the full gear, yeah. helmets, boots, all of us. So, I mean, my wife's like, "When you really think, we really think you should do that? Like those things seem fast." I'm like, "I don't know." When I was his age, I had a 250R, yeah. which was. The fastest squad they made at that time, like I don't See, know, and that's I, I'm more not, reason. I'm not really seeing. I'm not seeing the problem here. That's that's why you're gonna have to buy a 250R. So you can no. be like, See, this is what this I is had what, yeah. as a kid. Yeah. So <laughs> when you get sixth gear on the road, you want to lean forward because yeah. those fenders catch a lot of air, and yeah. the front end and, gets light. And our parents, there was no cell phones. It's like here's a 250R. Go enjoy yeah. it. You know, and it's, yeah. Away you well, go. Yeah. Come back and come in the house later on. You, you get. Yeah, you can be gone for eight hours. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows where you're at. Nobody no. knows what you're doing. Just, yeah, go ride that 250R. It'll be fine. And it was. Honestly, yeah. the faster the four-wheeler I got, the less I ever got. Or I never wrecked that 250R. Yeah. 250X I wrecked every time. All the time. Well, my thing was, too, especially out there at my brother's where we ride, you do not want a utility four-wheeler there. Mm. A, it takes a man to get him through the trails. And B, you can't pile one of them up. on You're, yeah. you're going to get hurt They're if you heavy. do that. They're yeah. too heavy. Sport quads, way lighter. No big deal. You just kick it off to the side if you have to do it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's what scares me is, you know, my boy gets some of his buddies out there. Well, they all bring their 300 rancher, and it's like, yeah. you know, I understand. You can get through here. You don't have much trouble, but you I remember laughing back in the I – I suppose at the time I didn't laugh, but years ago when our dads were about our age now, probably a little bit younger actually probably, you know, we're, we're rolling our 200 Hondas. And uh, some of my buddy, my brother's buddies show up, and they got 200 X's. And they're jumping this. There was, a like, a ditch bank. Everybody backed their pickup up to to unload their four-wheeler. We always took our shit on a trailer because there's three of us. But a lot of the guys only had one, you know, just them or their kid or whatever. And so they're jumping this little spot. And I remember Dad and his buddies just sitting there watching them do that for, like, 20 minutes. Like, I wouldn't buy a damn thing from them. Well, look, they're just destroying those trailers. <laughs> I mean, they're 200 X's. You know, they got the suspension for it, you know, or whatever. Like, look at those dipshits, you know. And, like, you fast forward six months to a year from that, and all of us are rolling 250Rs, jumping. You know, we're going to Casey to the racetrack. We're jumping yeah. tabletops. My parents never did see any of that shit. Like, they never went over there with us. Just me and my dipshit brother. He's like, yeah, you want to go over to Casey and run the racetrack? Hell yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 14. That sounds like a hell of a plan. Let's go to a racetrack. Sign a waiver that I have no legal right to sign at that point in time. He, somebody's 
my parent or guardian that weekend or whatever, because we did have some older guys with us or whatever that were at least 18, 19, 20, whatever. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but, and we're running all this shit. We're going to this guy's woods and we're climbing this hill. We're going out to Missouri. We're climbing these chat mines. And my parent, my dad was with me for that. But I remember the first time we went out there, I had that 200X and my three-wheeler was on the back of the trailer because it had a beaver tail and we put it right between the ramps. So I was the first one off the trailer. Boom, fire it up. Let it warm up for a second. Everybody's diddle, diddle dicking around a little bit. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go. So I go up this man-sized hill. And these are large hills out in this deal. So I go up and down a few times. Everybody else kind of shows up. Go up and down it a few times. The old men are still getting ready. They're, you know, deciding what their sandwich they're going to eat from the Bigley yeah. Wiggly. Where are we going to go park and watch these yeah, guys? Yeah, where are we going yeah. to go set in the shade where we can yeah. observe this without, you know, getting sunburned? I come back there, and Dad's like, hey, you better ride with us today. I'm like... What for? He's like, well, we're going to kind of hit the trails here. He's like, those hills are pretty steep. Um, you probably better not ride with your brother and his buddies. And I'm like, really? Because i already been up like six times. <laughs> He's like, no shit. And I'm like, yeah, I, I've been up it several times. He's like, well, okay, just don't tell your mom when we get home. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, can do. <laughs> off, I, off I went. You know, it's like, in retrospect, I'm like, I wouldn't probably have the same viewpoint on that as he did on that I, and my hat's off to him for that like i love my dad about that like my mom was, and dad were the same way like, you know was, if you think you can do it go for yep. it and i'm i'm trying to micromanage it down a little bit more and that to my kids detriment at some level but but we had the experience at that time like i'd rode a three or a million miles by well, then yeah. not up a big hill all the time but that was literally the softest easiest place you could ever rode yeah i mean the hills were steep but nobody that went out there ever got hurt not a yeah. single one of us and we took a group of probably 20, six times. And we ne- not a single person ever got hurt that I remember. Was that the same spot your dad was telling me that night where they was trying to give out the awards at the awards ceremony in here? <laughs> that was the state park we went to after that, the same year. <laughs> it had some sort of Bassani header or some shit on it. It was loud as shit. And uh, I was, there was like a little trickle of water across this deal. It was a flat open area. And I just kept zipping back and forth because nobody else was ready to ride. Like they'd all taken a break. Well, I'm like, you know, I'm here to ride, so I'm. But I don't want to get too far away in case they leave. I want to go with them, so I'm just hot lapping this deal. I am hot boxing it back and forth. Finally, this guy walks out there. He's like, "Hey, your shit's too loud. Go over there. <laughs> we can't hear anything at the awards deal because that's the whole reason we went to that mine. We went to the state park originally, and they were they had some official ride that morning. And we're like, well, shit, here we just drove, you know, no cell phones, no Facebook, no shit. So we show up in Missouri randomly to ride on this Sunday morning. We can't ride there. The local guy's like, well, if you go like three miles over here, you can ride over here. So we rode over there, and then we came back at noon or 1 o'clock or whatever to ride in the state park. Yeah, that guy shut me down pretty quick. <laughs> Too loud. A lot of pipes save lives, Tony. That's right. They do. And after riding at my brother's, yeah. I, I'm I, convinced. I, I now Henry's might be a little bit to the edge. It is yeah, it is loud, yes. <laughs> but I will have to say, like I rode my son's four wheeler, which is the Bone Stock 300DX. Like this thing was cherry, like it come off the showroom floor, and I tried to ride a little bit in a trail. So I was kind of giving him a hard time. Like, what's your deal? Like you're not keeping up. I'm like the thing is so quiet that with those loud ones, like you don't even know if it's running. You don't yeah. know if you're half throttle, full throttle. Yeah, if he's if you're in the middle it, of the pack, where yeah, loud ones in no, front and back, you got no clue if you're dogging it, about to kill it, yeah. need to give it more. Like it is hard. So I give him a little grace now. I'm like, oh, that thing is too, but I'm like, I kind of want to leave it that way because if I want to, 
I know. If I want to just take it down for a quick cruise here or there, or if he wants to ride around the house, it doesn't bother my wife at all. Whereas, as I just heard from your wife, you let him ride at your house for an hour and see if you like it. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that. (laughs) I will admit, the night that my boy got his, which was night or two after Mm -hmm. you got yours, I have never seen two kids have more fun in my entire life. I was, I've never been so proud when both of them got off and shaking their hand, kind of beating against the handlebars because they had throttle thumb. They're like, you guys want to ride these? Like, we get, we're we going to have to take a break. Absolutely, we will ride them. Yeah. And we will ride them until you flag us down. Oh, Henry had so many back. blisters on his hands. <laughs> he he, they rode from what? Whatever time we got back, 6, 30, 7 o'clock that evening. Yeah. We finally shut them down at like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Hot yeah. lap in the house. That was some serious riding. Yeah. That was that was good times. Yeah. He got his money's worth the first night. Just in a circle. Yeah. Rode round and round in a circle around the house. I just knew the next day that my yard was going to be devastated. But it really didn't, it, it didn't it come up. It actually wasn't. Yeah. Now, the rocks, that was easy to put back. But after looking at that the next day, like you could tell, we started out, because my horse trailer is kind of parked on this driveway. And we started off swinging pretty wide. And then you could tell as people started pushing each other and just kept moving closer and closer. We're trying to cut that corner. And by the time we got down, we were we were like six inches off the back of that horse trailer. Yeah. And the ruts are skid plate deep. Yep. <laughs> like that rock was as yeah. was tore up as bad as it could and, be. And Nick's got a beautiful two story brick home in the country, big old nice yard. I mean, just a beautiful place. And I'll bet them kids and I'm not exaggerating, they each probably done three hundred laps oh, around easily. I mean I did a hundred laps on it. I mean it went on and, and I had on. a I had a great time. <laughs> That's probably honestly the first time in my life that I ever drank beer and rode a four wheeler. Yeah. Yep. It took me forty three years to do it, but yeah. I mean back in the day I, we, yeah. when everybody quit riding, I was 17 right you know i didn't drink back then yep and uh yeah and i know when we got more hot and heavy into it you've probably gone at college you know mm-hmm. but yeah we never we never drank and rode ever and no. i still don't i mean i still don't i, I mean i did that night that was somewhat, a, but i was yeah that i caught myself a couple of times pushing a little harder than i should have i'm like you know i should get off give this back to the kids right stand over here just enjoy but but you know, to me, that's what kids got to do. They and I'm not saying we had the perfect childhood. You got to follow in the no. footsteps that I did. But they had fun that they night. Had I mean, fun. They, had they had fun. They had a ton of fun that night. Yeah, they had a ton of fun. It's one of them nights they'll remember because I yeah. mean, it just went on and on and yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure their arms hurt the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to go fast to have fun. Cora proved that to us. That's right. Yep. Old Cora, she was out there in the old. Yep, just cruising it. Two to two and a half mile an hour. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know a ace could go that slow. Yep. But you can. If you barely touch the throttle, it will go that slow. <laughs> slow enough that when we try to get on, it won't run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to clean it out eventually. Yeah. That was the darndest thing. That's good for them boys does our kids' age, you know, to learn mm-hmm. how to use a clutch. You know, I mean, because yeah. the first night they were both a little rusty. I mean, yeah. they've never, they yeah. never done it. Well, what, another kid showed up, and I asked him, have you ever used a manual clutch before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thunk, thunk, thunk. No. I'm like, oh, I think you've used a centrifugal clutch. Yeah. I don't think you've used a manual one, bud. <laughs> like, rev it up. Let it out easy. Huh? You'll get on to it. Yeah. Yeah, I've learned four-wheelers are a hell of a lot easier than horses. Not knocking the horse people. No, they are easier. They don't eat when they're shut off. They don't take up a whole shitload of your ride there. No, <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. It's two different kinds of fun. Yeah. The horse thing is, is relaxing. Well, like you say, you can drink beer on a horse. Thing. You can drink beer the whole time. Take it nice and slow. 
and that and it's relaxing. You can see a bunch of stuff that you can't get to on a four wheeler. Sure, some of those places. Four wheelers more adrenaline based, equally as good a time. I can do both. You know me, Tony. I can float with about anything. You oh, yeah. anything where you can involve some sort. Somebody's having fun. I'll find a way to have fun too. But I forgot that he's out of my brother's. It's a little bit of work riding. Trail. It I mean, a, it's a lot more work. Yeah, a horse you don't have to be in that good of shape. Yeah, if you can physically get your fat ass on it. In my case, I'm good. Four wheeler, your arms might be sore by the time yeah, you're done. Like there yeah. where we ride, about 15 minutes. I'm yeah. looking to take a little bit of yeah, a break. Everybody's looking to stop for a. For that water break, yeah. And shit, when I was younger, it's yeah. I'd always give all them guys hell. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Stop. You were yeah. here to ride. I mean, it's yeah. like I, well, I would I just ride why. nonstop. Yeah. But yeah. Which I'm I, and the boys actually told me now after riding out there with a lot of them creek crossing stuff. So Stevie said, Man, I'm glad I didn't buy a dirt bike. And, and yeah. I, he he don't have the experience. You, no. you, know, you gotta hit shit so fast on a dirt bike. Yeah. That, that that's not really a great dirt bike spot. No. I'm glad I didn't go down that path. I was hell bent for that because I had a mini bike when I was a kid, but it's a different deal. You're just riding in circles in the yard. To take that through the woods takes a different set of skills. The problem with your boy is he looks like Lane Frost on a 3,000-pound bull. <laughs> <laughs> he don't weigh nothing. Ping pong on that, put a seatbelt on it. It's crazy. Like, it yeah. just flips him all over he the don't, place. He don't weigh anything. He just gets tossed around, yeah. <laughs> Every time the seat comes up, he's off of it. Yep. Then my boy throws the seat clear off of his, which I didn't even know was possible. <laughs> that yeah. might be the funniest four-wheeler experience I've ever had in my life. So let me set the stage here. We're all, we're not racing through the woods, but we, we ride in a group together through these trails so that somebody's not coming the wrong direction. So we're just following each other. And sometimes you push the guy in front of you. Sometimes you don't. Depends on who's in front of you. But so there's five or six of us that day and we're riding and I'm behind Tony's son, Henry. And I'm, I'm giving him a little bit of space because we just come into the woods a little bit because you follow these trails and you blow out into this field for a second and you come back in the woods in a different spot. And he hits this one little tree root about the size of a, it's not a big root, but he, he kind of stands up just a little bit and the seat and fenders falls off of his forward. <laughs> and I got woed. He doesn't know what to do. Like he panics for a second. He slams the brakes. I see it happen. So I stop I just hold my hand up to the people behind me so that they stop, and I didn't help him at all. I just sat there and laughed. I was right like, behind you because I'm like, this chain come on? I, I was paralyzed. Like, if he needed help, he'd have been screwed getting help from me at that point for a little bit. Like, all I could do was physically sit there and laugh. I sat there and laughed and laughed and laughed. I laughed for the next 10 minutes after we started riding again, like just waiting for it to happen again. How I the still, hell he didn't run over them and bust oh, them? No doubt. Like, they didn't. they never hit the ground, but... They were completely off, like laying on the peg. I'm like, with your foot there, how is there room for the? Yeah. But they were there. I've never seen that in my life. I laughed and laughed and laughed. I still don't know how it happened, and I've never seen it. I thought, sure, it would happen again that day. I'm like, well, if there's something janky with the latch, it'll happen again. But I don't know if he didn't get it latched hard the, the time before that or what. But yeah. Yeah. I giggled about that for 20 minutes afterwards. <laughs> yeah, just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, it's funny, though. Like when we was talking about our parents there a minute ago, do you think it has to do with, since our parents never had phones and cell phones and all that shit growing up, that, like, they just, they turned kids loose because that's how they were raised. I suppose, yeah. Where with us, you know, you send a kid off on a four-wheeler, and it's like, God damn, I heard nothing for three hours. Is he okay, yeah. you know? Because you're just so accustomed to... To being able to contact him all yeah. the time, whereas our parents didn't have that option. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And honestly, I think they were they didn't micromanage anything like it was right because they didn't get micromanaged. You right? They 
you know, just just went. Yep. And I, I'll admit, I'm pretty good about, honestly, parenting the same way my kids did. Now, my wife, she likes to do a little more micromanage, and she's not over the top. No, don't don't misunderstand not, but, me, but she's tenfold worse than I am. Yeah, I, I, and I struggle with that, too. Not not to the level my wife does, but, yeah, it's yeah, it, it can be tough to just turn them loose and let them go. Yeah, you know? I, I, I thought it would bother me more as my kids got older and kind of started running around or taking off on their four-wheeler or whatever, but it, it don't really bother me. I'm not saying I parent exactly like my parents, but I, I kind of let them, you know, yeah. these are the ground rules, and yeah. the first time you screw it up, yeah. that's it. Then you're so, done. Yeah. 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 Let kids be kids a little bit. Yeah, you got to. I mean. That's how they figure stuff out. It's funny because Henry was so much into fishing last summer. I mean, fished every day of the summer, him and all yeah. the bird and all them guys, you know. Now everybody asking, well, how's the fishing? Well, you know, ain't really been done this summer. Like, yeah, he's in four-wheeler mode now. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Got motorized yeah. sports now. We don't, we don't And the beauty of it is, you know, they ain't even got to winter yet. I mean, once no. we get to snow and ice and everything else. Yeah. And, yeah. I do got to teach him, though, that that frozen ground hurts a little worse <laughs> than soft ground. So Yeah, and you never know if it's froze over there like it's froze uh, over yeah. here. You hit a soft spot. Next thing you know, you pile it up, fly over the handlebars. There you are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, the, for those of you listening, we've turned this into the straightforward four-wheeling podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's been so long since we've been on here. I mean, no we're doubt. just trying to get and caught we, up yeah, here on what's going to, on. Just trying to it's, cover some topics. Yeah. Yep. But, but, no, I tell you what, this truly has been one of the busiest summers oh. I've ever had. I mean, it's yeah, just been I, a dead run. I which, thought it would be easy, but yeah. not so much. And, and you know, hell, we were completely done planting yeah, in the month early. of April this year, which was, in fact, I think that's one. Of the, I don't even think we'd done that in 12. No. And so I, I thought, man, so. I'm going to have all kinds of time, and it's just been. Not so much. Yeah. One thing after another, and got this shop going, which I'm looking for this shop. That'll, yeah, that'll, that'll give me some nice. time to get some stuff done there and get moved into that. It's always exciting when you're yeah. putting up something new like that. And, Move the podcast equipment out there, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, have to see. A little better signal here and there, and we'll be good to yeah. go. I'm just thrilled to finally have something where I can actually pull something in and work on it. It's not yeah. covered in bird shit and dirt yeah. and just, I don't know. I am I am glad my wife talked me into making that a shop because I was completely set on just machine shit. I'm like, hell, it's going to be way better what I got. Yeah. And she's like, nope, concrete it, heat it. Be done with it because you're going to wish you would have done it. Because yeah. where we live here, a lot of the viewers on TikTok probably don't realize, you know, I kind of live on a knob here, and I don't have enough room to build, like, a shop and then a storage shed yeah, and this and that. So she just talked me into just building a little bit bigger, which I call it a bigger shop. I mean, granted, it might be overkill for what I need, but this ain't some gargantuan shop yeah. you're going to see on successful farming TV no. by any means. It's 56 but, by 64. Calm down. Yeah, it'll do what you need it to do, though. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna be glad to get that up and have a place to hang out and yeah whatnot. So a heated and cooled spot to partake. Yeah, no yeah. heat in the floor though. I mean, you know, <laughs> I just well tear it down. I mean, yeah, <laughs> pretty much useless at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, do you follow any of them like on Facebook? The it's called the uh, farm. I think it's called Farm Shop Ideas. And Cody and Ryan and I just laugh all the time because you know we kind of trolled that grain marketing page yeah. a little bit but it's like the farm shop guys are like tenfold worse than the grain oh, marketing yeah, guys. i can see that i mean it's just unbelievable yeah. i mean like a shop like mine it's like well you know i didn't pour the stem walls and all that i mean you just well tear it i mean it's yeah. just totally just, useless just junk can't even use it. Yep, yeah. junk yeah it's like some of you guys have and i've said a hundred times if i if i was running a business like you do out of your shop 
Sure, there's a lot of things I would have probably changed. I'd, I'd have definitely heated the floor. Yeah. I'd have done this or that different, but I'm not. So Yeah, exactly. You yeah. got to draw the line somewhere. I mean, you'll, that's like anything else. You have $300,000 in this thing. And yeah. It, yeah, just to wax the van. Yeah, I mean, I look at anything as an upgrade. I mean, you was in my old shed. I mean, anything yeah. is an upgrade over what I had. So. You'll get rained on. It'll be a plus. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Some people get carried away, but I, I think a lot of that you can kind of sift through the bs as to who grew up with money and who kind of had to get yeah. it their own way and what i always get a chuckle about are those top shops and this that and the other in successful farming it's like you know because their equipment's always in the background right i'm like so you've got all brand new john deere shit your shop is bigger and nicer than your deer dealers what the hell do you need with a 30 ton overhead crane yeah and you're trading all this shit on a pretty yeah. regular basis. Yeah. You're not keeping any of that yeah. thing. You're not overhauling a 9RX enough. in there. Yeah. So what do you really need that yeah. crane? Like, what are you using that for? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've, I've said the whole time through this whole deal, I, like I even said on the podcast, you're not going to find pool tables and ping pong yeah. tables and basketball hoops in mine. I'm not saying you won't find a couch to sit on or a table yeah. or whatever. That You know, I get that. But this ain't a toy box. I mean. Yeah. It's, don't let the don't let him kid you. First thing I'm doing is dropping a ping pong table off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got one that's kind of in my way. Yeah. I'm going to drop it off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, that's what most of them are. Yeah. It, that's all it is is a status symbol. You know, little known fact about Tony, he's a huge shuffleboard guy. Oh, absolutely. So there's yeah. gonna, you know, yeah. well, I'm a ping pong table, in fact, but the, there'll be shuffleboard. The stickers coming today to put on yeah. the concrete for yeah. that. Yeah, he's all on the shuffleboard. Yeah. Yep. I've been trying to talk Henry in for two weeks on whipping donuts on that concrete and seasoning it, seasoning it, but he will not do it. Yeah, yep. I've begged him, I've pleaded him, I've offered him cash money for it, and he won't do it. Yep. Apparently, his dad has told him that that is not a good plan. Yeah, I, I will tell you this for anybody local listening, that Horst Enterprises out of Vandalia, Illinois, that poured that floor, my God, they done a good job. They did a nice they, job. There ain't a blemish, a crack, I yeah. mean... Them guys done it's an slick. absolutely phenomenal job on that. I, I couldn't be happier with it. They they really done a good job. We'll so. see how Black Marsh laid down on it as soon as Tony <laughs> yeah. is going on it. My, my plan is this weekend, if he's busy, if their Black Marsh show up, I had nothing to do with it. Uh-huh. You don't know me. I haven't. You haven't seen yeah. me. I was not here. Yep. Boy, I rode the Ranger in there the other night and just made a circle, you know, just yeah. real nice and slow. Boy, that it's nice. That's yeah. It'll, it, as soon as it sprinkles a little bit. I'm going to light them up. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to send some bleach, I'll try to make a video. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody always says, oh, you didn't make it big enough, but God dang, you got to draw the line somewhere. draw the line I mean, somewhere, yeah. Mercy sakes, it just. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You can only have it so big. Yeah. I'm Especially not... where it sits. Like... Well, that's just it here at my place. You just can't. And I, yeah. I just don't. For what I farm and, and everything else, I'm just not into the gargantuan shops. I mean, it's and yeah. not that, not that I'm moving the farming operation to my house because I'm not. I mean, I got two more yeah. shops at work, but I'm just yeah. Nice not to have to drive if you want to change your oil. And, yeah, in the truck or something. Well, know? take a year ago, you know, if I had had this all happen a year ago when I had my 4010, you know, I could have done it here, but I was yeah. running back and forth to the farm. And, yeah, and, and I, I'm not complaining about it, but I mean, yeah. you know, some that'd be cool if you. Could have just done it here and, and been done with it, but it all comes at a price. You know, what do you do? It's one of them things. I wanted to do it two or three years ago. Couldn't really afford it. Now things are two or three times higher. Yeah. But if I wait till I'm 55 to do it, I might as well not even do it. Yeah. So you either bite the bullet, move on. Your farming's been good. So it's like yeah. just 
just move on and it is what it is. I mean, do it and go on. Be, you know, it's a moving target. I mean, when, when's building materials going to come down? There's never the right time. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're just deciding when you're going to have kids or when you're going to build this building or grain bin or whatever. There's never the perfect time. And when there's the perfect time, you missed it anyway. Yeah. You know, you don't have a time machine. So if you can't go back in time and do it then, you know. I mean, just like when we get out of high school, when land was 2900 bucks an acre, they just said, well, you know, just wait five years. It's going to be a little yeah. bit cheaper. Well, yeah, that day never came. No, it didn't. So we should have bought every 250R, 4020, et cetera, et cetera, built all the buildings we could have built, yep. built all the grain bins we could have built, built all the, bought all the ground we could have bought, like, and we'd be way better off today. Yeah. If we were smart enough to sell it all, but. Yeah, because, I mean, not, if, so. if you take the right place in Iowa, land is literally tenfold. I mean, it's bringing yeah. $29,000 an acre now. Yeah. So that just, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I still say this land deal, as long as we're pushing wind and solar, I see no reason for land to come down because, and I'm just using rough numbers. I don't know exactly what people are getting paid. But let's just say one windmill on 80 acres will get me 35000 a year. I mean, that's yeah. what they're going to tell you. Now, whether or not it does, I, I yeah. don't know what them numbers are. So, I made thirty-five grand off of this windmill to have on my eighty acres. So, the crop that I farmed out of it was virtually free then, right? Yeah. So, I, I don't see how land prices will ever come down. Yeah. When you're pumping wind and solar. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know, but. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't think that deal will last super long. Cause it's a piss poor idea. Let's just face it. Yeah, in the short term, in a certain situation, yeah. Maybe, the subsidies okay. are keeping it afloat now is the only yeah. thing. The Those only things thing. aren't turning a legitimate kilowatt for anything. But uh, in the short term, there's people going to make money off of it, which is the whole point of it to begin with, right? Like, I mean, you, we've all seen the TikToks, the memes, the Facebook posts, the set and the other, you know, in the, in the 60s, we're going to have this. In the 70s, we're going to have... It's always the opposite, you, you know. know we're going to have this. In the 80s, we're going to have this. In the 90s, we're going to have this. In a whole no zone. We're going to die from this acid rain, blah, blah, blah. When was the last time that you went to O'Reilly's or AutoZone or whatever and bought special wax to prevent acid rain from taking the paint off your car? Yeah. But that was a thing when we were kids. You had to buy special turtle wax that would defer this acid rain. I, yeah. I just want a definitive date. Yeah. What is know. the date of no return on global warming? Yeah. Because it's always 50 years in the future. Yeah. And every year that we tick, it's still 50 years away, yeah. still 50. So I want a definitive date. It's just like when we talk about some of the, and I shouldn't say this, but it's when we talk about some of these teachers that always support all these tax raises for the schools. Yeah. Give me the number. Yeah. How much do you need from me today? I'm going to write you a check, and then you don't ever get another dime from me again. Yeah. But nobody can, it's always a moving target. Nobody yeah. can give me that number. Yeah. It's always going to cost more. Yeah. Yeah, big wheels. Roy's making big money off that. Yep, and I'll just say it, and I'm not speaking for Nick here at all. I get so sick of seeing that shit. In fact, there was a big scam on the local news here. Well, like I guess now the teachers could go sign up on this website to get people to donate supplies to their classroom, which I don't even understand how that works. But there was a big scam. This lady like fucked a whole bunch of people out of a bunch of money. But do teachers not realize that you, as a mechanic, or the John Deere mechanic, or whoever else? Those tools didn't fall out of the sky. You no. bought them with your own money. Turns out every time I get something off the snap-on truck, I get a bill. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess I'm of the opinion that if you're wanting to buy all these stupid borders and decorations and shit to put on your bulletin board, well, then that's on you. Because if I was a teacher and it wasn't in the budget, then guess what? We're just going to look at blank walls. And that's just the way it's going to be. 
I am willing to buy them supplies as long as they are about yay long, wooden, with a few air holes in them, a lot like the ones on uh, Dazed and Confused where they can spank kids' ass. I'll buy them all the paddles they want because that's what a few of those kids need. It is. Looking back now, we should have all been teachers. We really should have. I I know there might be people that get pissed about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I just... Nowadays, you can't discipline the kids, no, right? No, you can't. So, I, I mean, I realize their so, hands are tied. But so you're off you the hook there. in Springfield, Illinois here, just which isn't that far from us, on the whole bathroom deal, and there was a male changing in the bathroom, and the girls were upset about it, so they put up a few signs. The, the coach said, that's hate speech, and kicked them off the team. Are you serious? What a crock of shit. So, so here's my rundown of the teacher, then. And this is just me looking from the outside in. I should have been a teacher. I get every weekend off, every summer off. If it's too hot, if it's too cold, every holiday. I, I can't discipline the kids legally, yeah. so I'm, I'm off the hook there, right? So I basically go in, I sit down on my desk, and I give the lesson. If anybody listens, fine. If they don't, no big deal. There's nothing I can do about it. So what? Yeah. do you get summers off at your job now? No, sure wish I did. Do you get every weekend off? No, do you If no. it's too hot or too cold, do you get off? No. So I didn't even get COVID off. Exactly. I didn't either. The whole rest of the world was off. There I was. I'm, I'm not knocking teachers in general, but I'm just getting tired of that. You signed up for it. Don't don't sign up for it and then bitch, well, I'm not getting paid enough. It's like the USMC, the United States Marine Corps. You signed the contract. Yeah. You know. If if I come to work for you tomorrow and you're like, I'm gonna pay you ten bucks an hour and you tell me that right up front, and then on day two I get on Facebook, well fuck McCormick's they're only wanting to pay me ten bucks an hour and I gotta buy my own and this and that. Yeah. I come to you for the job. Yeah. So the thing is, like, did you not go to career day? Yeah. You know, you don't hear nurses complaining about working weekends because it was in the job description. Like, exactly. You knew people get sick on the weekends. Like, and I'm not seeking out teachers to. No, I'm not either. I, to, I get but, it. Um, but it's a valid point. Like, look around a little bit before you sign up for it. If you don't want to do that, then don't do it. Right. You know. And we need teachers. I'm not saying we don't. Don't get I had on. a lot of great teachers. In I had a ton of great teachers. Don't like beat me down on this or whatever, so on and so forth. But their hands are so tied now. Like now it's so much. I do feel bad for them in the fact that their hands are tied. It's administrative bullshit now. And they, the, it's so far, there's so little teaching and so much bullshit that they have to put yeah. up with. But their union has kind of provided that for them. That's the way I see them it. that way. So I hate to go back down this rabbit hole because we've talked about it before, but you know that it's going to be what it's going to be. It's at a certain level. So if that's not what you want to do, then just don't do it. Yeah. You know, there's other things you can do. The principle that you and I had in grade school. Yep. Could you imagine walking in to the second grade class and said, you know what? I'm a cat today. And you got to provide me a litter box because I can go out in the hallway and shit. Do you know what that guy would have done to you? Yeah. And he wasn't a mean guy. No, he I wasn't. mean, he was not. Great, great guy. And next time I run into him, I'm actually going to thank him for doing his job as well as yep. he did it because I didn't fully appreciate it. Same way. Until my kids got into school. Bro. He treated you like one of his own kids. He really yes. did. When you needed discipline, you got it and you got yeah. it firm. Yes. But he didn't but, play favorites. But, he but, didn't. but he started off with, I'm going to discuss this with you. If you don't change your behavior per our discussion, 
Well, then foot to ass may may have may come into play, mm-hmm. or at least have. at least a threat of foot to ass may come into play. And there was a few spankings in here and there and whatnot, not on either one of us, but oh, I witnessed a few, and those kids needed it. And you and I laughed all the way through high school. What was the yeah. one thing he would tell you at the end? You guys are too, too good, good kids. kids for this. Yeah, and he was right. And he was. He right. We, he, were, we were jacking around. Yeah, like, he, did, he knew it. He didn't beat you down that you were some white trash piece of shit kid. No. There's no hope for you. No. He would always tell you that. You're too good at kids yeah. to be acting yeah. like this. Yeah. In, in retrospect, if the world had a million more of him, the world would be a better place. It would. One of my favorite teachers in high school, I just talked to her about this. Well, it's been... A year ago now, probably, but I'm like, you know, if every teacher was the way you were, the world would be so much better off. Like, she expected a lot from you. She demanded a lot from you. But she wasn't mean about it. She wasn't, I don't even know what the right word is for it. You just, you just she, knew she that. She pushed you. She pushed you, but you knew she expected that from you, so you didn't jack around in her class. She got the most out of everybody that paid the least little bit of attention. Like, if you would just give her the smallest sliver, she would take you to the top. And and God bless her for it. She was a great teacher. I love her to this day. I, I can name on one hand, from kindergarten all the way through my senior year graduating, the amount of bad teachers I had. And most of them didn't like They were there a year yeah. or two and was in and out. But my grade school is phenomenal. My grade school is phenomenal. Every teacher I, I, got, I had in grade I, school. I have no complaints with that. Same here. Yeah, no complaints with that. But so we're saying that our grade school was great and our high school had a few loopholes in it here and there. But some of that's just as time changes too. It like, is. Like the rules started to start, started to swing. Like we were the beginning of, yeah, well, we're going to let that slide because we don't want to talk to little Johnny's mom because little Johnny's mom's yeah. going to eat our ass. Well, maybe little Johnny's mom needs to know little Johnny's a shithead and yeah. maybe little Johnny's mom needs an ass eating. Yeah. Like, like my brother always told me, Tony, everybody needs an ass kicking once a week whether they think they do or not. That's that, was his, that was his rule. He's like, well, dad didn't kick your ass this week, but I'm going to because I know you've done something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. so he, he took that upon himself. And at some level, he was probably right. Now, I don't know who he thought needed to kick his ass. Apparently nobody. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah that, that always needed to happen in there somewhere. And he wasn't wrong about that. But I can assure you they would not like me as a coach nowadays. I, and I only see this now, I guess, because of TikTok and, like, we're in sport, like, baseball yeah. season, you know. Yeah. I don't deal with – if I'm the coach, I don't care. You can stand across the fence and bitch, and you want to come to all the practice and all yeah. that. That don't do me a damn bit of good. And I don't give a shit who your kid is. That don't phase me in the least. One of the best, one of my best friends in the in my tractor pulling world was a great coach. He was very firm, and he passed a rule. He coached football for a while. You want to come to practice? That's fine, but you'll stand the whole time. You're not going to sit in your car. You're not going to pull up to the fence. You're not going to pull up lawn chairs and bullshit with your buddy. The kids are standing. You'll stand too. Turns out, there's not a lot of parents willing to stand for a three-hour practice. I'll bet. They'll go home. Yep. And I don't know. I The whole sports thing, as it's come to evolve now, from, from what – I mean, I saw a drastic change from what, like, guys that were 10 years older than us – 
to us to 10 years past that to now, like the transition is drastic. Like the same guy we were talking about as our high school or as our grade school principal used to be the high school basketball coach. He would run until he puked. Yeah. The entire team until everybody puked practice wasn't over. Yeah. We're, we're going to yeah, run. He was hardcore. We're going to run until everybody on this team throws up. That's how I know you've had enough. Everybody's going to, can you fathom doing that oh now? God. But we didn't lose any games because we weren't saying, in shape. We right. lost games. Right. But it wasn't because we weren't in shape. And even then, if you look at team. the record then, we didn't lose many games, games. period. Because no. <laughs> we were in good shape. Yeah. Uh, we might have been no talent candy asses, but we were going to be in shape. Yep. You're going to outrun everybody else as far as the game goes. And, I mean, my our, my high school basketball coach, the assistant basketball coach, at least at the time, was of the same mentality. Like, we're going to lose, possibly. But it's not going to be because we weren't in good enough shape to win. I didn't fully appreciate it now because you've seen me. Do I look like a sprinter? Do I look like a long-distance runner? The answer to both those questions is no, yeah. I'm not. I don't run unless big shit's chasing me, and even then I'd just take the ass kick, and I'm yep. not willing to run. Yep. But Unlike our grade school principal. But I principal. ran then because he told me I should run, right. so I ran. And our grade school principal, his son was a phenomenal basketball but, player. Absolutely. Played, played AAA baseball yeah. for and it wasn't, several years. I mean, it wasn't for lack of not being in shape. Yep, you know? that's exactly right. So... But the world has changed so much on that. Like, to even attempt that, I mean, let, let's just take a, an easy public figure that everybody knows about, Bobby Knight. Okay, so everybody's like, oh, Bobby Knight, you know, he didn't change with the times. No, unfortunately, the time changed without yeah. him. Yeah, look, look at Northwestern's coach, football coach. He just got fired today. Have you seen that all over the news? I haven't seen it, no. All due to hazing because he, he claims he didn't know. I'm not saying he did or didn't. I don't know. But, you know, it's it's the typical, mm-hmm. we're seniors, you're freshmen, you're going to do this, whatever. He claims he didn't know. Probably didn't. I I don't know. I don't care if he did. But, I don't know the story, but I don't care ba- if they were hazing him. Basically, from what I've seen as to what went on, was probably the same stuff that Bobby Knight himself was doing to the kids on his team. <laughs> you know, he, but that back in those days, and, and I get everybody doing it doesn't make it right. I, I mean, I understand that, but at some point in time. Pushing people to the to pass the point of where they think they can be is how they become great. And Bobby, look, look at the Bobby, Marines, Bobby, Navy Bobby, Seals. Bobby, exactly, exactly. Now, I realize signing up to play college baseball or basketball or wherever it's not the same as the Marine Corps, but that's how you get to that level of greatness. Yeah. Hell, hell week with Navy Seals when you've been up for yeah. whatever it is, seventy two hours, and yeah. now you're going to go lay on the beach in freezing cold water. I'm going to shovel sand in your face yeah. while you do push ups. You're pushing guys. To their breaking At, point. Well past their breaking point, yeah. but that's how they become Chris Kyle. Exactly. That's how they become the guys that can do shit that not everybody can do. Right. Which is how Bobby Knight took five guys from Indiana, mostly. I mean, not all his recruits were from Indiana, but a lot of them were, majority were. He graduated them. He pushed them well past where anybody else would have got them. But eventually he got to a society that's like, well, you can't yell at my kid. Yeah, maybe he choked Neil Neil Reed. Maybe Neil Reed was a candy ass. The videos I've seen of Neil Reed, yeah, he might have got choked in that video. But the other videos I've seen, maybe that guy was a candy ass, and his dad failed him by not beating his ass when he was a kid. Did you see Lou Henson win many championships? No. No, because he was a candy ass. way more talent because he was a candy ass. Exactly. Bobby Knight would have had 10 national championships with the talent that Lou Henson had. Yeah. Just the way it is. Sometimes, to get to greatness... I'll just take right now. Just, a, just we'll pull two random spots out of time. Eighteen-year-olds. It's uh, 
1943, and you're 18 years old, okay? We're going to fast forward to you're 18 years old, and it's 2023. You pick any random person from across, any random 18-year-old male from those two time frames. Which one do you think can accomplish more? Yeah, I'll agree. In 1943, they're getting ready to storm the beaches in Normandy. In 2023, they're standing at the bathroom door. They don't know whether to go left or right. Yeah. Or do we need a litter box or a toilet? We were not sure. Like, I can't fathom that Outback Steakhouse is still in business. Because I get confused at their bathroom doors because they're they're an Australian kind of sort of ish. I got to think the random 18-year-old is just standing there just just peeing on the floor. Like, they just just have nowhere to go. They can't figure it out. Meanwhile, our ancestors, the greatest generation, is like, you know what? These Nazi guys ain't that cool. Yeah. We're going to mow their asses My down. grandpa was 16 and lied about his age to get yeah. into the military to, to go to shoot some in, of them. To yeah. get in. Yeah. To, to win the war. Yeah. Now you break a leg to get out. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm yeah. not going. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're making up shit. Well, I got athletes, but I can't go to Normandy. <laughs> yeah. I can't even go visit it. Hell, I can't even take it in the sights. Yeah. You know, I got to wear a mask to go to Walmart. Yeah. I'm, a cat. I'm a cat. You don't have litter boxes yeah. here. I, I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah. 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 Can't pull yeah. it off of this equipment. Yeah. What a Rudy Poo candy ass group of people we have raised these days. It, it's, it's appalling to me. Like I seen a TikTok just today and i didn't watch it all because it it was getting a little bit out there but it talked about the testosterone levels in men no it's going down and how they they claim and i'm not saying this is true this is just what i've seen that yeah that like there's so many women like on birth control yeah. and this and that that it is actually like kill the testosterone level in men you know and they're like think about it you, you got 40 year old guys now that can't even grow a beard yeah when in 1976, an eighth grader had a full beard yeah. and chops and everything. Yeah, you know? that ain't no shit. That's truth. <laughs> but they yeah. talked about how men now are more submissive and kind of a candy ass. Where back then, you know, like my, my uh, grandpa and my dad both, they tell you how the hog ate the cabbage and didn't give two yeah. fucks whether you liked it or not. Yeah. Just the way it was. In a society, morphs into more candy ass because we, we're always being pulled into the candy ass lane, right? right. You can't be a boy, you know. Uh, yeah. Boys do 90% of the work for you. Yep. Boys are the best thing to ever happen to schools. Kid won't shower, boy will take care of that. Yep. You're in the military, guy won't shower, he's having a blanket party. Yep. The next day he'll shower. Mm-hmm. Turns out a bar of soap and a sock doesn't feel that good. Yeah. And they'll shower the next day. Yeah. You'll get your point across. You'll get your point across. Like I realize some bullying is over the top, and I'm not saying it's not in, in high school, grade school. You didn't sign up for the military. I get all that. Let's let's stop the bullshit right now. Don't you don't have to send me a bunch of messages about how yeah. not everybody should be with be beat with a bar of soap. But at the end of the day, some people need to told need to be told that they're screwing up. I agree. It's okay. It's okay. You, you can tell them they're wrong and that they need to do this. And bullies accomplish a lot of that shit for you. Yep. The teachers don't have to do that work. I, I've said this a hundred times to my wife. And it may be something completely random, innocent, that don't amount to shit. You know, but the like my son, he's wore the same shirt three days in a row to school. Yep. You know, it's got washed every evening, yep. but he's wore the same one. And I'm like, just drop it because once other kids figure that out and start making yep. fun of him for wearing the same shirt, they'll take then, care of it for you. Then guess what? He'll quit wearing the same shirt. And I'm not saying he does. I'm just using that as yeah. an example. So, a prime example is when we were in school, a classmate of ours, who's a good friend of mine to this day, he was a little bitty kid, but he was a little bit honoring. He was getting picked on in the bathroom by some junior high kids. We were in the fifth or sixth grade. 
And I was a bigger kid, and I stepped in to stop it. And that was the end of it. The said principal that we like took me off to the side later on that day or the next day and said, hey, was this going on in the bathroom and did you stop it? And I'm like, yeah. Why did you do that? I'm like, well, he's a little guy. Like, He wasn't doing anything at the time that, that caused them to pick on him. It was built up over time. But I'm like, well, he, you know, he couldn't stand up for himself. So I stood, he's like, nope, you got let that go. I'm like, I, really? He's like, yeah, you, you, you just let that happen. I'm like, oh, okay, I mean, we're friends, though. I, like, I didn't want him to get it, you know. He's like, nope, nope, nope. It's fine. It'll take care of itself. Looking back now, he was 100% right. Exactly. Like, the, the little bit of shit stick that that kid had in him, those guys were going to work out of him, and they were going to beat him up, but they were going to razz him about some shit, and they were going to work that out on their own amongst themselves. I felt bad for him, thought I could stop it, which I did stop it, but I probably should have let it go. In retrospect, I'm like, he was 100% right. I, like, I should have let it go. Yeah. That, that took two more months for that to get worked out, where if I had just not been in the bathroom that day, it got worked out that day. Yep. You know, so... Fun fact for you some, kids out some there. Some of you younger guys get don't realize how screwed up the parenting that we received was because then it's like, well, this kid got his throat slit. Why didn't you step in? It's like, well, you just told me not yeah, to. you just told me not to. That shit wasn't happening back then yeah. because the bullies would stop that. Exactly. Nobody was putting up with that shit. No, I, I'm a firm believer you got to let kids be kids. They'll work it out. They'll figure, you know, and my wife will even do that, which, you know, she's so accustomed to watching kids that yeah. she, she tries to be the authority. And I, I get it with the way that she does it but even if kids have a disagreement argument just until somebody starts bleeding just stop they'll figure it out they'll figure it out like mike tyson said tony everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face that's right sometimes people need punched in the face that's right it happens i uh yeah a long time but it happens yeah it's just a lot different Nowadays, I mean, could you imagine nowadays, you know, because you would have been the hero today in today's school. Oh, yeah, oh you, I'd you the, stopped I'd the bully. The, I'd have made the news. You'd have been yeah. a Lester Holt immediately. I mean, you stopped yeah. the bully. Yeah. And in retrospect, I mean, like I said, that guy was 100% right. Like, yeah, they'd have worked it out much quicker had I not stopped it. I just do not believe in the term bully. I just don't. No, I just, it's a bullshit term. Some of those kids need that. I, I, I realize we're over the top now on some of that, but. We've got kids hopped up on this. We've got kids hopped up on that. And, and this is where I get a little bit hazy and torn. I get it. It's a free country. I totally believe in freedom. You're a free man. You do what you want. But when you come to school and you're the only kid in school with purple hair and your face looks like you fell in a tackle box, yeah. and then you're wondering why at 14 years old you're getting picked on, yeah. because 14-year-olds don't operate like 30-year-olds. We yeah. all know that shit's bound to happen so that's where i'm a little bit torn because i get it it's a free country you're free to dress like that but don't be surprised at the consequences of what i'm getting at when nobody else looks like that if you want to look like a dipshit that's fine but if people call you a dipshit for it don't be upset about that because you look like a dipshit i agree 100 percent. don't don't be upset about it it's kind of like and i hate to go down this path because this opens a whole can of worms but it's like you got girls women etc they got all the goods out for display. Well, this guy was looking at me. Well, no shit. You're basically a Playboy yeah. magazine walking around. Yeah. 
What do you expect? What do you expect to happen? What? And you do that good well. That's the only reason why you dress like that's that. That's exactly. That's the reason you bought it. That's the reason you're wearing it. And that's the reason they yeah. sold it. I, I, I'm just sick of the shock factor, the victim. Yes. Know, now that I'm, I'm the victim now. Everybody's got to try to trump everybody else. No offense to Donald Trump. You, you've got to try to shock factor people. Well, that girl's got this much cleavage. I'm going to wear this much cleavage. Or yeah. she's got red hair. I'm going to go with purple. Yeah. Right, she's got a nose ring. I'm going to get my whole face just metal implanted in the damn thing. At this point in time, if you want to be different, don't get any of that shit. You'll right. be the most unique person there. Yeah. If you don't have any tattoos, any piercings, any bullshit, you'll be the most unique person in the yeah. room. I agree. You know, it, it is absurd to me how we got to this level. I just went to Nashville this last weekend. What passes for clothing these days is mesmerizing to me. Like, what, what I have realized is, Tony, is the average person in this country can apparently afford food, but they can't afford a mirror. Yeah. Like some of these gals, and dudes included, look in the mirror. Like, I'm fat. I get it. I don't wear skin-tight shit. You yeah. know why? Because I don't look good in it. But that ain't stopping the majority of the people that I saw. Like, look around. Don't, and don't you think a lot of that comes back to parenting? Mm-hmm. I mean... When your 12-year-old daughter, and I'll, I'll take my middle daughter, for example. She's very modest. She's not outspoken. Yeah. I'm not going to necessarily say she's quiet, but she she wants to do the right thing. You know, yeah. She's not out for attention or whatever. And I feel like we've we've taught her pretty yeah. good that I, I don't think, and I could be totally wrong, things change, but I don't think she would go out of the house like that if you told her to. I told my daughter this last weekend. I pointed this girl out to her. I'm like, you see that girl over there? She's like, yeah. I'm like, her parents failed her. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, look at her. Yeah. And she literally had, I would say, roughly four inches of ass cheek showing. Roughly. Roughly four inches. I didn't ogle her. I didn't look a lot. Right. But but some of that just jumps out. It's like, yeah. It wasn't tan. It was, it was pretty out there for display. And she was 100 foot from us at least. But I was like, oh, yeah, I can't see what you're saying. I'm like, see, anybody with a mirror or with a bed, she wasn't, she didn't have the figure for it, not knocking weight or this, that, and the other. She was not thin enough to be wearing that. It's not a good look if you were, but it damn sure was not a good look for that. And can we just put a size limit on leggings? I agree. I agree. You're the straightforward farming podcast. We get to say what goes on here. We have to clarify ourselves. If your leggings have an X in them anywhere, and women's clothes, I realize they size women's clothes stupid because we do all these number shit instead of, you know, like men's with extra large, large, and we don't do their pants by the number, whatever. But If, if anybody if, needs husky, it's women. If, if it's the equivalent to extra large, it should not be painted on skin tight. I'm just going to call a spade a spade on that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I realize that shit's stretchy, but if it has to stretch that far, that's a safety hazard. Large gals should not wear that shit. No. And, and, I'm, and neither I'm, should large dudes or large confused people that don't know if they're a male or a female. You right. damn sure shouldn't wear it. Right. I don't want to see half a nut and a little bit of something else and you with short hair that's purple with some earrings. Like, you can't decide. i tell you what. You keep your ass at home, you decide what you are, and then maybe come back outside dressed appropriately. Yep. We, we talked about it earlier, and this is so simple. So, 
no, I'm not going to make any bones about it. Everybody know they've seen me on TikTok, some of the language or whatever. Yep. I get it. But I don't go around selling shirts, growing corn 2020 and on the back with profanity or whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but I'm yep. just saying I don't wear shirts like that. I, yeah. I don't. I don't care if you do, but I'm not expect. I, I, yeah. th- th- it gets really slippery here. I I don't really care for it. If I if I see a 16 year old yeah. kid come up to me and it says "mother effer" on the front of his shirt, yeah. Even though you've heard me use some pretty foul language on yeah. TikTok, because when I look at TikTok, is you sought that out. You you level. can delete it and never have to see it again. Yeah. Where if you walk up to this in Rural King and you've got this on, I'm yeah. gonna see it. Yeah. And, and so, my kid's going to see it. Exactly. So that's where I get a little bit of torn on this stuff. And I, I just don't, I don't really go for that. You know, it, it, it does mesmer, mesmerize me a little bit on how far, how fast we've came so far in a, in a bad way. Like, can you imagine wearing a shirt that said something like that in the eighties? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have made it three steps. Yeah. You know, like you just wouldn't have pulled it off. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember some of the more risque stuff back. I mean, in the nineties, if you had a big Johnson shirt, that oh was my a God. huge issue. You were going home from school. Yeah. You're out. You're done. You, you're done. You're yeah. going home. Like, and, and you know, there was innuendo there, but it didn't really say it, but it kind of said it, but not really. And so you can argue it back and forth. But this, this stuff today, like, it, there's no arguing it. It says what it says, yeah. you know? And that's where I wish people, because, you know, I, I get this all the time on TikTok with, you know, some of the language that's happened. And I don't misunderstand. I'm not putting myself on a pedestal or, or trying to compare myself, but why can't you s- separate something to where I would look at myself as more of a, like a George Carlin. Yeah. This is the stage deal. We're going to do that over here. Yeah. But if I'm going to go over here to this farm show or whatever, yeah, and and I get asked this a lot, and I and I don't do it. You know, don't don't be asking me to step off to the side here yeah. and tell your dad, yeah. you know, ninety curse words. You know, I, yeah. I I get it that you might think that's funny. You know, I appreciate that, but I try to stay away from. Yeah. You know, this is my TikTok deal over here, but yeah, you got to realize in person, we're not just going around seeing how many people we can yeah offend or uh, yeah you know call, call names and i'm not saying yeah. i'm right i'm not putting myself on a pedestal i don't mean it that way to anybody yeah. listening. I, I really don't but you you got to separate yeah how some of that stuff works now i have no problem calling a spade a spade but yeah you can ask anybody you know i have no problem telling my guy at the john deere dealer well you know hey this this didn't work or this part sucks or whatever but i don't go in there swinging and you you know just start cussing them up one side down yeah. that, that's not the way that works no so no Unfortunately, in today's world, people don't want to separate the two. Like they want to put right. together. Right. And, and like I say, I'm not putting, I'm not comparing myself to George Carlin. I'm just using it as yeah, an example. Exactly. But, yeah. You know, he wasn't that away. Turns out George Carlin was right about it. That he was. Ninety nine percent of the shit he ever said. Yeah. That he was. This is a giant club, and you ain't in it. And you yeah. ain't in it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty spot on there. Yeah. <laughs> that he was. Old George was a good dude. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah. Oh God! It, it is, it is a little bit mesmerizing about how how we've ended up here, but it is. I mean, I and you know I think there's a fine line between funny. I mean, I'm not going to say what I do on TikTok or whatever that people find funny or should find. Fun. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But like you said earlier, that you know you sought that out. 
Yeah. You continue to come back. Don't come on there and complain at me when you can hit the block button and never have to see it again. Yeah. You know, that, that's all I'm getting at is yeah. don't, don't come on. If I on wear this shirt through the mall, right. well, you can read, so you're going to see it. Right. You know. And, and I've had people that I've had to block it or they just come just every video. And then they make their own videos, you know, about me and this and that. And it's yeah. like, well, if you don't like it, block me. Then yeah. you'll never have to see it again. But exactly. it's like they're wanting the attention or whatever. And I'm not saying what I do is right. I'm not. Don't. Yeah. You know, but sometimes I don't even know how to explain it. But it's. <laughs> no, I'm with you. It uh, it happens. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's enough political talk. I've got, I've caught a few messages about how they don't care about my political views. They just want to hear about old tractors and old trucks. So, anyway. Yeah, we've covered none of that tonight. So there I was hauling my 806 on my 79 <laughs> Ford, and I'm going to go home and ride my big red. And yep. when I get done with that, I'm going to hop in my Scout, drive it over to my buddy's truck or buddy's house and help him change yep. tires on his C10. Yep. Get a get a $50 and, uh, bag of seed corn to put in your John Deere 7000. Yeah, and uh, get done with that, and then we're going to go have some Pabst, and uh, we'll be good to go. D- does it not baffle you, though, how some people on social media, how they can't separate that from real life either? Like, yeah. I-, I love talking about old trucks, tractors. Oh, absolutely. I love all that, but you can't tell me if we got on here every single podcast and talked about an 806 international yeah, or 4020 yeah after you, the third one they're not tuning in yeah again, i know? mean you can only beat that in the ground so far yeah and i don't know a lot of people may or may not believe this or know it or not care but nick and i have never ever ever had a script ever no no we sat down and start talking and yeah. that's why we talk about every about, that's why we go full circle yeah, exactly we have, we have no plan right i'm more like jim mcmahon when I hit the field, I ain't got no plan. Yeah. yeah. If you gave me four topics to talk about, I would be hard-pressed to get through any yeah. of them because I just don't roll that away. And this generation doesn't know what we're talking about when we say Jim McMahon, but he was well, the quarter, quarterback for the 85 Bears. Yep. Which, or, if you want to do one on the 85 Bears, I'm happy to talk about them. Yeah, now that we could do. <laughs> yeah, that we could do. William the Refrigerator Perry. Yeah. Sweetness. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time they had good nicknames for sport? The yeah, refrigerator. No doubt. You know, they, they don't have those yeah. anymore. Nope, they really Magic Johnson, yeah. Sweetness. Dr. Dre. Yeah, or uh, yeah. J. Dr. Yeah, Dr. J. That, well, they don't have those good names anymore. Nope. That's we'll have all. to work on that. Well, it's because they're not that good anymore, Tony. Because their parents never beat their ass. That's exactly right. That's why they're not as good. Now we got King James, who literally falls down more than... Yeah, a newborn deer trying to get out of a creek. Kobe yeah. Bryant would have wiped oh, my the floor with that guy. I don't care. I'll argue. I'm not saying that because Kobe's dead. I don't even watch basketball. Yeah, but I miss Kobe. I love all his motivational stuff. He was good. He was a good dude. But I still say none of them would beat Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I think the record stands for itself. Yep. And I did watch Michael Jordan back in the day. I did watch Michael Jordan back in the day, and I watched plenty of Kobe Bryant. And I I watched enough LeBron to tell you that. He ain't hanging with them. No. He is a better physical specimen than those two, probably. But he ain't beating them. No. And Jordan could get in his head so fast. Oh, my gosh. That guy wouldn't have three points a game. The, 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 the thing about Jordan and Kobe was, Kobe got, here's my, here's my synopsis of that deal, which we were pulling way full circle here, but Jordan had so much natural talent. And so much drive. He got 97% out of his natural talent and with his drive. And if he needed to, he'd have got the other 3%. But he didn't need to get the other 3 
Kobe got 105% out of his natural talent. He he worked so hard at it to get there because he, he was a little bit short of Jordan on physical abilities. LeBron has more physical talent than either one of those two and has like 87% of the drive, probably yeah. 70% of the drive. Yep. He doesn't have the killer instinct. He's a he's a whiny bitch. Let's just let's just call it what it is. He's a whiny bitch. The first time he comes down the lane against the Detroit Pistons, and Bill Lambeer lays his ass on the ground, he ain't getting back up. Yeah, and he the part he's going to whine and cry about it. He's never going to play again. The part that separates him too is when Michael Jordan was playing. Maybe this guy on the other team that they're getting ready to play had made a kind of took a swipe at Jordan. Yeah. Just, just some friendly swipes or whatever. He remembered it. So then Jordan comes and tells the whole rest of the team, I don't give a shit what happens. Yeah. We're beating these. I mean, he, he pumped the whole team up. Yeah. It wasn't the Michael Jordan game. Yeah. We're all going to beat these guys. Jordan made people better. He did. You think Cliff Levingston, Stacey King, Judd Bushler are getting a championship anywhere else in the NBA other than with Michael Jordan? No. Do you think their names are even going to be mentioned 20 years later with any other team? No. He made those guys the physical best they could be because he pushed them to yep. the end. Because he was a, he was a hard ass. Yep. And you got to admit, the teams that they were playing back results. then were tough teams. One, one guy was not going to beat them teams. It's a team effort. And that's what he put in Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And he drove or, it in them. He practiced hard. Yep. And I, I spot him at 3% because I really don't think you could get a harder work ethic than Kobe Bryant. Like, that guy put in. Not that Jordan was lazy. If Jordan put in 10 hours, though, like, Kobe put in 13. But he probably wasn't quite as physically gifted. as. But he, but he also had the template, right? Like, he saw what Jordan did, saw how he did it, and said, well, if I just push it over here a little bit, I can get to these levels. Right. And he got really close. Still a championship yep. short. But now it's the LeBron James show. It's just about me. I don't care about the rest of the yeah. team. LeBron and James has never made anybody in the world better. No. And the thing back then, like with Michael Jordan, when you're the best, you don't have a standard up here that you're shooting for. Yeah. You were just doing your thing, yeah. and you're setting records. You're doing this. You're doing yeah. that. You know, but nobody else is there. It's kind of like Tiger Woods in golf. I mean, it's yeah. like he wasn't trying to be better than Jack Nicholas. He was better than Jack. Yeah. yeah. You're already there. Yeah, already so, there. So you're just racking up awards yeah. after awards and, you know, yeah. to where Kobe and these guys, they had something to shoot for. Hey, I want to get to here, so I'm going to work a little bit harder to get there. But LeBron wouldn't make it three weeks in Kobe's workout. Oh, God. No. Like, look at the Olympics. So we'll use the Olympics because that's where everybody gets thrown together, right? So to your point, somebody allegedly talks a little shit about Jordan. Him and Pippen are like, we're guarding him. They, they score like almost nothing because they shut, out, shut their asses down. Kobe moves into the Olympics. Everybody else is out that night. They meet him in the elevator. Kobe's going down because he's going to work out at 4 in the morning. They're coming in from going out because they've been out drinking. Kobe's going to work out. Oh, shit. Well, I guess I guess we ought to go with him. Tomorrow we, we probably ought to be sober and go with him. Like, And that's the difference between the two. Right. You know? Like, I agree. And, and, you know, Kobe, hey, Paul Gasol's my teammate. I'm going to run him over. First play of the game, I'm going to mow him over, just run straight through him. Just to let him know, 
I really don't give a shit who you are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run you down. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose today. Make your peace with it now. Yep. I'm giving you 40 minutes to make your peace with it because I'm going to run your ass over. That's the difference. Yep. I agree. Times have changed. So what you can take away from this podcast, folks, is beat your kids. Yeah, yeah. Don't be candy asses. <laughs> don't be candy asses. You know, don't beat them, obviously, for no reason. But if they if they mess up, feel free. Yeah. Uh, get a 300EX. Yeah, get uh, a 300EX. Let them ride the shit out of that. Let them make some noise. Let them have fun. If they fall down on the basketball court, feel free to tell them to get up, move on. It's exactly. fine. Don't overpair. Don't helicopter don't, parent. Yeah, just, just let them be kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's but other, what, that's I think we pretty well there. covered. Yeah. Yeah. and get them a '79 Ford and 806. Yeah, you know, yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and don't talk about 4020s, 806s all the time because people get tired. Yeah, of you get upset for that too. Yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, this wasn't really a straightforward farming podcast. Yeah, it was kind of just worldviews and uh, a yeah. little bit of shit that's just going little, on in our world bit, today. So. A little bit of hey, we're back. Don't yeah. know when we'll be back. I yeah. Mean, you may not hear one till Christmas. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're real busy. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you guys next time.